Oh wow, that was pretty quick. I mean, I do. I've I've got a solid a solid uh, Twitter following. You know, my Twitter says I've got two thousand, nearly two thousand followers. Although most of them have disappeared since I got rid of my professional Twitter. I don't. Did you notice that, by the way? No. All right. So basically, every single time that Clyde or whoever would tag me in a tweet, being like four people dead and hurricane disaster colin stone reports then you click on my twitter page yeah and it would just be me like tweeting metal gigs or really bad jokes or cecil parade and i thought right, yeah, right yeah, i should yeah, probably yeah. create like a professional twitter and then yeah. have like a colin twitter that's a good idea yeah, yeah exactly but since i've done that i've lost about 50 followers that's okay that's more than i have well exactly but then you know i do still have a, a solid core audience who will like my stuff even if it's not very funny which is most of the time most of my stuff isn't very i find a high it funny. percentage i think it's funny but no one else thinks it's funny the internet isn't for everyone else finding you funny it's for you enjoying it well if exactly. you enjoy yourself you've won the game of the internet i think it's taken me a while to get to that stage of actually you know what i don't care if i am the only one who, who thinks this is funny or if i only get one one like I think it took me a long, a long time to get to that level, but we're here now. That's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, why were we talking about Twitter? I can't remember. If you want to go follow me, I'm Clach uh, Callan, and I, I am Fair James. Fair James. Well, Clach Callan is meant to be like a really sneaky way of saying my name in Gaelic, but it's really not that yep. sneaky. Mine isn't. Mine's just English. It's just so like, like all my stalkers can't find me. It would be really difficult to find you. Or my mum. You know, she's never gonna find your Twitter <laughs> now. <laughs> she can see me. Uh, tweets song lyrics that's what i like doing oh so you're like an early 2000s child i basically am i mean it's 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 quite sad sometimes i'm just like here's the lyrics that made me cry this week yeah here's some edgy lyrics that sum up either i mean but then then you leave it ambiguous for the audience you're like am i tweeting these these lyrics because i like the band or because i'm trying to tell trying to send subliminal messages you're reaching out yeah exactly for help and and nobody nobody has ever asked me are you okay so are you okay well, James, that's uh, that's for me to know and for that's, you to never find out. So. exactly why no one ever asks you, Colin. <laughs> exactly. And then just one week, I'll be off the coast of Somalia with my pirate friends. And therefore, the question, are you okay, shall be answered loud and clear. Yep. That is that is what I would expect you to do. Okay. Um, what's your what's your Twitter game? You don't really tweet that much, to be honest. No, I always think I'm going to start doing Twitter soon, and then I never do. We probably should, because the thing is, I'm not just, you know, kind of saying this because i like you right but yeah because you're quite funny like you are quite funny you're I much funnier than i am that. i will accept that statement so i'd think that if you were to tweet things you'd get a quite good response because yeah. all right well you know what you're a funny guy i will take that and it will make me think i'm gonna start doing the twitter thing hey and we'll f- see if it actually works this time at fair james at fair James, I, my old, my old, my old handle was Seesaw James, and that felt way too long. Even though it's three letters longer, okay, four letters longer, four, three. I think you should just, just go for it, and people will like I should it. Just you know, whatever song lyrics have made me cry, I should post them. Yeah, exactly. Do that. I mean, I'll be it. I don't know what stuff you know. Girls allowed? Are we talking here? Are we talking? Well, who else? Well, there's there's a whole list. I mean, no, just ex- I exclusively listen to Girls Alive. <laughs> Early two thousand emo bands. There's so many of them. No, 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 no. That was plural. They only need one. Who? Girls Alive. Well, that's not. No, there. I can't imagine any Girls Alive song really encompasses the depths of despair that the human can feel. You haven't explored them properly then have you read the lyrics of sexy no 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 you just need to you need to delve deeper than the lyrics colin 
Okay. Well, if you ever feel the need to uh, to tweet lyrics, and then for someone might ask you if you're all right, you know, it's a nice feeling. Maybe they will. Uh, Wonder what it feels like. And I will tell them, I'm fine. Just do it for attention. That's what I do. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Seesaw Parade. Uh, J- James, it's your turn for for theme music. I made it. I sent it. It's in your. It's in your. I've linked it's, to you. Um, it's called. It's in your chat window. It's called exclamation mark X, and, and I don't mean like the word X. It, it, it is an exclamation mark X. Yeah, and it's hard to send files that start with a special character. I don't, understand, I don't understand. Why is this? Because well, these are usually called something like I don't know, quack quack goose or. James Thursday theme. This one is called exclamation mark X. I don't understand it. So I learned, I learned very recently how to spell the causa letter. And that's me mispronouncing that whole language. The the causa as in the African language. The the causa letter, you know, the click that is in that (laughs) alphabet. That's how you spell it in English. So this song is, this song is called. (laughs) So... From the Cosa language, where they say Cosa. There we go. That was a real good job there. <laughs> so you've called this week's theme music that sound. Yeah, you do it now. Here we go. Please operate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, that was that was a beautiful theme music. Thank you for that, James. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Did you feel the culture flowing through it? I did. I mean, I mean, that was just that was just it just causa all over. That's what that was. <laughs> uh, apologies for anyone who's wearing headphones and <laughs> those those clicks are going right through. Peaks, it's yeah. um, episode one two five of Seesaw Parade. Uh, I'm Colin. He's James mm-hmm. uh, here, and uh, back again in your your ears exactly that's what people say about us i'll be honest this week has been pretty quiet oh in terms of news maybe not in terms of life things L- hmm. lots of lots of things have happened i think we are skipping a couple of big stories let's are we but i don't really want to talk about those which ones well there's another there's another there's that shooting in america the youtube shooting well yeah but if we're going to talk about shootings we would do them every week yeah so we're not doing that one that's that is big news so it's not being quiet you know but, well, no, but it has been i mean compared to different. previous weeks when we've had donald trump threatening to blow up the world well, he has started a trade war with china and that's <laughs> a real smart move we can, we'll, 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 we'll get to that anyway, episode 125 so a little <laughs> bit quiet um james anything happening with you just just briefly before we start um food games uh just generally the same same as always same old james yeah but i didn't reply oh i'm feeling rather unwell so that's good that's that's a bonus that you're 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 not doing that uh i was in norway survived as you can you can tell you are here yeah unfortunately survived and uh oh there was a couple times where i genuinely was surprised i didn't break my leg or legs doing snowboarding because if you, I mean, if you know me even vaguely, you know that I suck at everything. Mainly sport, but suck at everything. Sport, not your strong point. Everything uh, else, also not your strong point. Life, not my strong point. Snowboarding in particular. And it's made even worse when the people that you're with in Hemsedal are good. Are the best snowboarders you've ever met. Okay, yeah. And can just do, can go left and they can go right and they can stop and they can do all, all the things. Which one of those three things can't you do? Going left, of, right and stopping. I can't do any of them. Okay. I just fall over. So the very first hill I went down landed squarely on my tailbone and the bruise was, it was like 
a map of Africa. It was incredible. And the second time I went down a hill, and this is literally within the space of the opening two minutes of the yeah. four days I was there. Mm-hmm. Within two minutes, went face first. And that was a bash on the chin. And I tell you what, snow is not soft and fluffy. Snow is very hard. Snow is oh, yeah. snow hurts. Yeah. Falling in general, not not advisable. So I spent, I reckon about, well, 12, probably 12, 14 hours on the slopes in Norway with, I'm not kidding, kids probably as young as four mm-hmm. going past me at remarkable speeds. Yeah, but you know what? They were bad at snowboarding one day too. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Everyone, then, everyone starts worse than you are now. The worst moment, the worst moment for me was when I was going down the blues or the greens, the, like the easiest ones. The ones where the slope is so gentle you can basically, you know, see it the entire way down to the bottom. Yeah, okay. I accidentally went down a red Ooh. in which I got to a certain point and then the hill just kind of disappeared. Yep. I was like, right, this is going to be fun. And then picked up such a speed uh, that I hit some sort of clump of snow. Mm-hmm. And because you're strapped in on a snowboard, yes, you, you go where the board goes. And um, yeah, I genuinely went head overboard and thought I was going to snap my leg. Incredibly didn't. Maybe your maybe your legs are freakishly strong. <laughs> maybe it's the only explanation. I, do, I mean, I do drink a lot of milk and eat a lot of cereal. You so. do exclusively eat cereal. <laughs> it's basically. I mean, I, I yeah. You've got I do. all I of know. the iron in your bones. Oh, um, but no, snowboarding is great fun. I am still in pain despite having not done it for all, about five days at this point, and uh, even changing gear in the car. Is painful because because for some reason snowboarding uses all the muscles that you never use that you never use ever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad that we can talk about ourselves for half an hour instead of talking about the world. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just killing time. That's all I do. <laughs> right. Let's let's uh, let's make a start. Where should we go first, James? I'll let you uh, steer the movies operator rudder. Okay. Let's let's just uh, films. Right, fine. Okay. I think we should talk about Netflix first of all. Okay. Just very briefly. Yeah. Okay. Because they do they do films. They do. The main headline from from this week and uh, this caused some consternation last year is that Cannes Film Festival, arguably the most prestigious film festival in the world, has banned Netflix from entering anything into Cannes. Now, so Netflix. Can't go to can. They can't. They can't can. Basically, yeah. Last year, I'm pretty sure they screened Okja and another one, two films. Yeah, potentially a second one, and I'm almost certain that when the Netflix logo came up, people booed. Yeah, the reaction to to Netflix films being there was not entirely uh, welcome. So this year, uh, Thierry Frameau, who is essentially the head of uh, the film festival, has said that it and other streamers can still show their films so can, yes. out of competition, but they will not be included in the Palme d'Or, which is the you know, the best can film. Yeah. Because Netflix do not traditionally show their films at multiplexes, at theatres. And so therefore, because they don't show them at the cinema, they can't take part. Is that fair? If Cannes, the film festival, is a celebration, so to speak, of the film-going experience which includes the whole going out to a place to watch it on a big screen, then yeah, it is fair. If it's just a celebration of making films, eh, I wouldn't say it's so fair. And I, I've, I don't really know what their philosophy is, but if it in any way involves having to... Like, if celebrating going to see a film on a big screen, 
the whole experience and the communal viewing of it, then then sure, yeah, ban anyone that won't do that with their films. Right. Well, I've done a little bit more reading. So last year was Okja, and you're right, there was a second film. There was Noah Baumbach's uh, The Mayorowitz Stories. Yes. Ben Stiller, um, Adam Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, which was actually quite good. So those two were allowed, and that caused uproar amongst French filmmakers and unions who were condemning the move and vowed to protest. And then the festival changed its rules in time for this year, which was handy of them. Yeah, I believe that they were, while allowing them, encouraging Netflix to to show them in cinemas, and then Netflix didn't show them in cinemas. So, yeah, exa- yeah you're exactly right. So, Fromo said that last year, when they selected the two films, they thought it would encourage Netflix or convince them yeah. to release them in cinemas. And then Netflix said, nah, we're just going to put them on Netflix. Nah. Which you can understand, because it's, that's what they do. They're not a, they're not a, you know, a cinema chain. They're not... Like a, they're not they're not a distributor. There we go. They're not a distributor. They are Netflix. They host and stream movies on their website. They don't mm-hmm. show them. And, and if they do, it's you know it's. I, I mean, I don't even remember. I don't think they've ever done that before. Shown like a Netflix film at a cinema. I don't know. I, I can't think of any. But that doesn't mean that there aren't any. I mean, to me, this screams can holding on to a very old-fashioned way. Of the movie, uh, yeah, just an old-fashioned kind of movie-making trope that everything must be shown in cinemas. I think yes, the times have changed. Times are still changing, and why not let these films that you know, Okja was a massive production. Noah Baumbach's a huge name. Why not let these films be screened at Cannes? Is it because they? I don't know. They're they're worried that this is going to taint the name of the the festival. Possibly. Uh, but if they don't accept these, surely they will slowly, they will slowly die off. There will be more and more companies that are producing films and releasing release them directly as that becomes the more profitable option. We'll see, rather than can adopting these films in, we probably just see new film festivals that are more popular. All right. Okay. Well, we'll wait and see how that one pans out. Or cans out. Wait, Scarlett oh Johansson, meanwhile. Goodness. Sorry, that... we were doing horrible puns and you somehow... Oh. <laughs> just, just made it worse. See, this is why yeah. you should tweet and I should shut up. That's what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> so Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett um, Joe. Is... Joe. Yeah, Scarlett Jojo. And I, I like that one, James, because uh, she's just joined the cast of Taika Waititi, Seesaw Parade's favourite director, his new film, yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, which... To me, was... Sounds like a kid's film. Yeah, well, yeah, it sounds like Jojo Rabbit, Scarlett Johansson, Taika Waititi. Sounds like a great combination. Yeah. But then I read the synopsis. Okay, yeah. And thought, what on earth is this? Ooh. And to be fair, only Taika Waititi could pull off this kind of film. I think he can as well. I think he will be able to. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that this will be a success. So Jojo Rabbit is a World War II era film about a young boy in Nazi Germany mm-hmm. who's trying to make sense of the war and what's happening around him. Yep. And to do that, mm-hmm. he has an imaginary friend yeah. who is basically like a sympathetic version of Hitler, yeah. <laughs> played by Taika Waititi. I think the official statement on the character is that he's not a sympathetic version of Hitler. He He's an amalgamation of the kid's father... And Hitler from all the propaganda posters and is a father figure to to the boy. He's an imaginary right. father figure. So it's not like Watiti's coming out here and going, hey, let's try and understand Hitler and his heart and his soul. <laughs> There's a character that's going to look a bit like Hitler and is probably going to say why things are happening. 
I mean, I think this is Taika Waititi's next film. I don't think he's done anything since Thor Ragnarok. No. Um, it's it's such a huge leap from Thor to this. It is. It absolutely is. But again, it it shows the strength of his directorial skills that not only will a studio greenlight this and say, you know what? Yeah, let's make this film. Yeah. Let's let Taika Waititi play the imaginary character. Yeah. I mean, he is great on camera. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's fantastic. I mean, even in Thor, like, he's playing that rock creature. Yeah, and he was wonderful. He was fantastic. Uh, and then to get Scarlett Johansson in that film, I think says I think it says all. And I, for one, can't wait to see how uh, how that turns out. It's going to be exciting to to watch this film happen. Uh, now back to Cecil Parades. Uh, if Taika Waititi is our favorite director, oh, no. I'd argue that our favorite film, our favorite mm-hmm. would be film. Mm-hmm. Yep, based solely on the amount of times we've talked about it, is Gambit. Oh, that's high on the metrics. Yep. Now, I count this, I think this is the fifth time that Gambit has been announced. A, a film, a production date has been set for Gambit. For the same film. It's not like several different studios have gone, oh, we're going to do a Gambit. Oh, we're going to do a Gambit. The same Gambit film has now had several different production days announced, and this is the seventh time. Right. Ch- Channing Tatum, who is Gambit, has been attached to the project since 2014. Yeah, no, he's at this point too old to play Gambit. <laughs> like he's been, and that was at the like kind of the height of of Jump Street. That's when he that joined. Was when he, that was when he was. That was when Channing Tatum was popular. Exactly. Like he, are, he isn't anymore. He's done Logan Lucky, which is very good. If you've not seen it, go see it. But apart from that, yeah, like he's he, he has kind of kept himself to himself, which is fair enough if he wants to do that. But. This project has been lasting, yeah, it's almost five years. It's probably five plus years at this point. That is a lot of my life. And now, filming is due to begin in June, having already lost several directors, including Gore Verbinski. Yeah, and having no replacement, but they're going to have the production go in. Yeah, yeah, there's there's still no director in place. That, that's the other thing. So, so James, my question is, oh? <laughs> with this kind of bumpy road that Gambit has had so far, with mm-hmm. directors coming in and dropping out and blah, 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 X, Y, Z... They still don't have a director, but they do have a production date. Is this it? Are we finally getting this one off the ground? I really hope so. Purely so that no one can watch it, but it will not be a thing anymore. They'll make it. No one will see it. It'll be done. Under the rug. Away we go. No more chat about Gambit. I love the character of Gambit from the comic books. I think I do not want to see this film one little bit. Yeah, so, so Gambit was kind of briefly introduced in one of the... The Wolverines. Quite mediocre Wolverine films. Yeah, Wolverine Origins, which I think Will I Am was in. Which I think says all you need to know about the quality <laughs> of that film. Uh, in which, in fact, no, in fact, he was in the film. Gambit was in the one that Ryan Reynolds played Deadpool. Yeah, the original Ryan Deadpool. Yeah, which was a terrible, terrible version of Deadpool. Yeah. And uh, so, so Gambit is in that for all of 10 minutes. Taylor Kitsch plays him. And I think basically Sony thought, well, that was cool. Let's make a whole film about it. He's a cool character. Worth he making a, cool a film character. over. I just don't trust Sony to do it. Okay, well, well, on the back of our chat about the other X-Men films being delayed by uh, a year and a half in some cases, just a little bit more information oh, okay. on that. New Mutants, now I read this, and I'm sorry, James, I've not actually sent you a link for this. Um, basically, the, the story goes that, that Sony are going to reshoot about 50% of the film. All right adding an entirely new character, not just to cameo, but oh. actually to go through the entire story. Oh, wow. 
And the other chat is an exposition that... character. They're just going to oh, keep turning to the no camera idea. and going, hey, this part, this part's a scary part, but you have to understand it. The other chat from, from New Mutants was that they had done some test screenings and decided it wasn't scary enough. Okay. So now they're going to make it scarier. Yeah, that's all right. As long as they didn't go, oh, it's too scary. Let's make it less scary. And the last one was that they were hoping, or rather the... Um, I think it's Josh Boone who's directing, was keen to bring in John Hamm I, as min, as uh, as Mr. Sinister. I do like John as, Hamm. As kind of the big bad guy. However, that idea was nixed and is not happening, which is a shame because John Hamm would be an awesome Mr. Sinister. I do like John Hamm. Uh, so that's that's one of the, that's just a, a little bit more on um, on the film, which may or may not come out next Sometime. summer. Yeah. Before we move on to some actual news, James, you watched anything in the last week? I've, uh, I've seen Wes Anderson's new film. I am going to see that this weekend. I enjoy it. Enjoy so, it. So don't spoil it for me, please. I will not. I will keep it nice and succinct. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard it, haven't seen it, it's called Isle of Dogs. Not I love dogs. Isle of dogs. Yes, an island of dogs. Yeah. Uh, which is, is quite clever, though, because obviously it's an homage to the fact that Wes Anderson is a big fan of, of said canines. And islands. The film is lovely. It's a lovely little film. Uh, mm-hmm. Wes Anderson style is written all over it. He did the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is fabulous. And Moonrise Kingdom, which not a lot of people have seen. I think it came out in 2011. Edward Norton, Bruce Willis. It's very, very yeah. good. Loved it. Uh, so this is just another one. It's just another... I mean, most comparable to Fantastic Mr. Fox, right? Correct. Yes, absolutely. Yes. He also did... Yeah, he also did Fantastic Mr. Fox. This is just... It's the voice cast. The voice cast is fantastic. Um, great wee story. And I like the fact... I mean, the film is set in Japan. Yeah. And s- large segments of it are in Japanese. Yeah. However, if you watch the film, you see it, it all kind of works together. And it is just... It's just good fun. It's... Really good fun. I really liked it. Would you say it has some of the problems that some people on the internet decided and it's just racially and culturally insensitive? Or would you say it's a Wes Anderson movie? I mean, I can maybe see why people wouldn't have liked it. The setting or the way that certain characters were dealt with. But I know I thought it was fine. Um, I didn't see... Yeah, uh, you know, it's... There was there was no red flags for me. Put it that way. Yeah. Okay. I'll come back with my uh, my. I'll have my red flag glasses on. I'll come <laughs> yeah. back with my opinions on that. I don't think it was particularly egregious. I don't think there was anything I would have you know stood up and been like, "Whoa! I can't believe they did that." Yeah. You know. Um. So no, no. I, I yeah, I had a great time, and it's it's not going to win any awards. But in terms of a good fun hundred minutes, there are worse ways you could spend it. Probably also one or two better ways, but <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm assuming this is high up there. Anyway, um, you have you seen anything else? Not nah, a couple of more episodes of Mad Men. That's all. It's it's great, but that's all. I also rewatched um, Winter Soldier. Oh right, you're doing your prep as my build yep. to Avengers: Infinity War continues. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier is great. Winter Soldier is an excellent film. It's really really good. It's a marked improvement on the first Captain America, which I found incredibly boring. Yeah, that's a cookie cutter one. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. It's a cookie cutter origin story. Didn't like it. Winter Soldier has much more kind of light and shade, I guess, and like well, good and guys aren't so it, good. It has theme, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's got something to it. I think it's just it's, it's just a really solid, fun superhero film. Although I've realised, having now watched several. Marvel films featuring Captain America. How often he does the 
I'm just going to throw my shield and it's going to rebound off 14 different things and yep. come back to me. He's really good at math. He's, just he's so good, good at that. All the angles, he just sees them. <laughs> like, why don't they show the one where he tries to throw off a building and it just disappears around the corner? I mean... Like, they never show that one. Because then he would die right afterwards? Uh, yeah, I know it's super... And that's, the, I mean, that's part of the fun of it. You're just like, okay, this is ridiculous. But it's also... Just, I was like, okay, okay. I've seen, like, four now films in a row of Captain America doing the bonk, boink, boink, boink. Oh, I've caught it. Do you reckon he's going to bonk a shield off Thanos' head? I don't uh, think he's going to bonk a I'm going to put that on my bingo card. (laughs) Infinity War bingo. Infinity War bingo. Shield Shield bonk. Not bangs, not throws. Bonks. Yeah, because that's a specific sound effect. I want that exact sound right. effect. Did you see, by the way, on Twitter today, uh, the Russo brothers tweeted, hashtag Thanos demands your silence with a picture of a, of a letter which said, oh, yeah. hey, everybody, please don't spoil Infinity War. Don't spoil the film. So basically... I mean, good on them. Lots of people are going to die. That's it. Well, yeah, there, there must actually be things in this film that are spoiler-worthy, so... And the thing is, you know, they didn't do the same for Age of Ultron. Quicksilver died in that, but who cares about Quicksilver? Oh, we didn't even know who he was before we watched it, so yeah. <laughs> exactly. They did it in the original Avengers when Phil Coulson died, and they weren't like, No, don't tell anyone! Oh, no, don't tell people about <laughs> Phil. So this time... He's a valuable character. Exactly, so this time, if, you know, three weeks before the film comes out, they're having to say, guys, please do not spoil this film. Something's going down. Something's happening. The two groups of people that spoil films like this are the people who do it deliberately to annoy folks. They're not going to change their mind. Right. And the people who just are really dumb and post their thoughts on things about thinking, is this a spoiler or not? They're not going to change either. I put myself in the latter. No, no, no one's going to see this and and actually not spoil the film if they were going to end up spoiling it. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But I think it's I think it's just particularly notable that the actual directors and all the cast... It's, it's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I, I, almost a spoiler in itself to tweet, hey guys, don't spoil this film, because obviously something... Pretty major is happening. There's a twist at the end. <laughs> yeah, and the and the fact they still haven't uh, given us the title of the fourth one, which is apparently is a big spoiler. Oh, so. and by the way, this Hawkeye not being in the trailer thing—that's a spoiler too. Really? Because it either means he dies or his whole family dies. Oh, we'll wait and see. I, I, I'm I'm interested to see how that turns out because apparently, and I've seen various set photos from Avengers Four in which Hawkeye definitely is in. In a very, very different costume, uh, they're going for the uh, the Ronin era. Well, that's what we're saying. Yeah, story. like there's a change of the character. Yeah, he, he there's a there's a very radical shift in the character. So they're they're trying to not spoil a radical shift of character by just not showing us a character, and therefore showing us that there is a radical shift of character. <laughs> well, we'll wait and see. That's uh, Infinity War. I, I'm amazed we managed to talk about Infinity War again, <laughs> despite the fact it wasn't even in the running order. Nope. Uh, that's out in three weeks' time. Um. <laughs> I'm very. I'm sorry. I'm very excited. I honestly can't remember. We're, just, we're not going to talk about it between now and then. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, we're but done. honestly, I can't remember the last time I was this hyped for a vlog. I'm really, really excited to see how this turns out. I'm glad you're really excited. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just this is my inner fanboy coming out. I just no. It's great. No, I I love it when people enjoy films. I love it when people have excitement for a film. For, just for this one, I really am feeling it. It's just kind of I want to get oh, it over James. with. 
But this is like the conclusion. It's like the, the, the big finale. Yeah, they, they burned all of my excitement off in the last five films. Okay, right. Anyway, enough. Let's uh, let's never talk about that again until it comes out. Um, let's go to some actual news. Spotify, uh, music streaming company, is being floated on the stock market. In fact, it was. Uh, it's now on the stock market, and uh, it's yet another technology. And I didn't know this. Yeah. It's yet another Silicon Valley firm. Yep. That, well, despite the fact that you start in Sweden, but never mind. Um, <laughs> another Silicon Valley firm. Which has never made a profit. Yes. Snapchat, never made a profit. Yep. Twitter, never made a profit. Spotify, yep. never made a profit. That, to me, is... I just don't get how these companies can still function if they've never made money. Well, Spotify is even more confusing than the others because adverts are so integrated into the free versions. You get an advert every two listens. Exactly. But they have a subscription model, unlike Snapchat and Twitter, where you just can't pay them directly. Lots of people pay Spotify to have no adverts, and it's a fairly hefty rate, probably worth it, but they still don't make money, probably because they're investing so much into hardware and and well, yeah. employees and all this stuff to keep expanding and keep growing. I so, think that there's more hope for Spotify than, than any of the others at this point. Yeah, you're right. So what I read was that Spotify have about 70 million paid users, which is about double what Apple have. That's a lot. So seventy million. I don't know what the Spotify rate is. I imagine it's about it's like five dollar a month minimum. Right? Yeah, five six. So that's like a decent. That's a. It's a more than decent it's, revenue. It's a chunk of money. I don't think I have held that much money. <laughs> Not to mention, you're right. The adverts that get paid on the the non-paying Spotify users. Yeah, and and they don't exactly pay a lot out to the to the artists either. I think oh, they, that, take, yeah. they take a pretty big cut of the of the money that they see. Which is what confuses me so much, because artists are continually complaining about how little Spotify pays them. They have to they have to have like a hundred thousand listens and they get ten dollars or yeah. something ridiculous like that. Yeah. And I was just like, right, so Spotify, you know, before I knew all this, I thought, oh, Spotify just clearly scrimping on the artists and yep, stealing all the money. All the money. But in reality, okay, sure, they're still not paying the artists, but they're still not making money. And they have what Snapchat and Twitter don't have, which is a paid model. And they still can't make money. Oh, just I, I, mind-blowing, James. Mind well and truly blown. It's, it's quite mind-blowing. Maybe the downfall of Spotify is that they actually pay their taxes. I haven't checked. Do they pay their taxes? <laughs> I, I would presume they do. Because everyone knows the only way for tech companies to make a profit is to not pay tax. You see, uh, Donald Trump actually was laying into Amazon a few days ago for not paying tax. And it was one of these few few occasions where I'm a bit like, well, I don't like you, Donald, but you do have a point there. No, he says some correct things, but also has he ever paid tax? <laughs> well, that's a very good point. But uh, he, he uh, the argument is that he doesn't like um, is it Phil Bessos, who I think is the Amazon owner. Yeah. And he also owns the Washington Post. And yeah. coincidentally, Donald Trump does not like the Washington Post. And therefore, no. Amazon... Doesn't like Amazon. He's coming for you. I mean, Donald Trump coming for anything... It doesn't really seem to have any effect. But also, neither does the fact that a porn star, Stormy Daniels... Well, it takes a long time to do a a whole case. Yeah, but but at the same time, like, Stormy Daniels being like, hey, the president of the USA paid me to not talk about the time we had sex when he was married and and she had just given birth. If this had been... And then talked about it himself. If this had been Barack Obama, 
That would be the end of his presidency. I think that's a sentence that can be said after almost every day of Donald Trump's presidency. <laughs> Which is why it's just so astounding to me that after it just takes time. a scandal like that, he's barely even touched. Like, no one just, no one cares. Like, oh, yeah, he slept with a porn star. That's fine. Cheated on his wife. Yeah, all that. Cheated on his wife. That's fine. Didn't yeah. pay tax. That's fine. That's Grabbed fine. women by the pussy. That's fine. Incredibly racist. That's fine, too. <sighs> And also, he's going to send the army to Mexico, but apparently everybody does that, so... Can't well, really no, complain. he's going to recall the army from Syria and put it to Mexico, right? That's that's what's happening, so it's going well, to have points to Trump. Well, yeah, but Obama, apparently Obama and Bush did the same thing, so yeah, can't really be like, whoa, it's Trump normal. sending soldiers he, to the border. Yeah, a few of the things he does, pretty normal. Uh, starting trade wars of countries who you rely on, not so normal. Right, it, it, just talk me through this. For anybody who hasn't known, I, I saw this briefly. Donald Trump has been trying to close tariff no raise tariffs on raise tariffs because the, he says the, the states are losing out yep. when it comes to import export deficits yeah well because right. they import more than they export they technically are losing out that's i guess how the world works i don't really understand economics all too well but here's my opinion anyway whereas china i believe still are more an export nation than an import nation so donald trump trying to the easy way of of making those percentages nicer just started putting tariffs on the Chinese imports. But then China just went, well, hold on. We'll just do the same to you and you rely on us a bit more. So it's not going to end well for anyone. The Dow is already going down for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's it seems to kind of like a, almost like a shooting yourself in the foot. Well, it's shooting your friend in the foot while they're, <laughs> while they're holding a, a grenade. I don't really know. Everyone should just be friends instead of pretending that they've got power. The the whole economy, the world, the way the world's economy works is broken anyway. So we're just speeding our way towards it breaking a bit faster now. Right. That's all. Okay. Um. Well, that's that's Trump closer to home. Jeremy Corbyn has uh, had uh, a bit of a storm to weather, despite the fact that you know the conservatives are leading us down hard Brexit. No one really knows how it's going to work. Jeremy. Yeah. Corbyn. There's like daily protests outside of Parliament about the conservatives. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> Is it on the news? Nah. The Labour leader has been accused of failing to deal with anti-Semitism in, in uh, the Labour Party. In 2012, he, uh, it's been uncovered, he posted on Facebook in support of an artist who was creating anti-Semitic work. Um, yeah. He attended... And, like verbatim, absolute verbatim, guarantee it, the Facebook post was actually, I agree with the anti-Semitism, <laughs> let's just allow this artwork, right? It wasn't just, he didn't look at the thing and went, hold on now, freedom of expression and stuff. And he attended a, a left-wing... Judas event at the weekend, which was with other Jews, and he was, uh, you know, talking to <laughs> no, them. It was, it was with the wrong Jews. But yeah, but now he's been criticised because it was the wrong Jews. Apparently, apparently they're too left wing or they're too hardcore. And uh, James, I don't really understand why this is a thing. Why is this a thing? Anyone is trying to dig up dirt on Corbyn, and like everyone in the world has dirt, right? That's just how it works. We've all make mistakes at some point or other, and these days it's all just forever on the on the internet so you can dig up dirt from six years ago 20 years ago and try and make it relevant now labor have been going through repeated accusations of anti-semitism since i don't even know how long ago and suspending and firing people isn't enough 
endless statements about how it's like not acceptable isn't enough. I don't really know what would be enough in comparison to those things. Maybe resignation. The only thing for Corbyn to do is to go, oh yeah, it's all my fault. I resign and that will make the right wing everyone's happy. It's one of these ones where, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's to me, it seems like a smear campaign. I think that's what he's been saying. It is. And that obviously... They're, they're, they're weaponi- like, the words are they're weaponizing anti-Semitism. It's people taking advantage of something that is a problem in the world. Yeah, and it's not just like the Labour Party have a few bad eggs. You know, every party has a few nutters out there who have views which I'm sure the overwhelming majority of said party would not agree with. Yeah. And but yeah, it's about who right. the media likes more and currently our media do not like Corbyn. wants the conservatives to be to be good and they don't like Corbyn. So Absolutely, if, yeah, if, they can't stand Corbyn. Yeah, if there's a headline from six years ago, they'll post it about Corbyn. Whereas if there's actual headlines about the Conservatives and Theresa May that are current and right now, we won't see them. They'll be somewhere in the footnotes of, of the internet. So uh, and like I'm I'm trying to be impartial. But it genuinely just seems to be such a bias across all of the all of the media. They they give such an, a huge amount of attention to the smallest thing on the carbon side. Yeah, well, maybe we can we can do our bit to uh, to try and level the stakes. But the so, thing is, by doing our bit, we're probably just becoming anti-Semitic, right? That's all it takes. You say, "Hey, hey, oh, Israel, don't do war crimes." Oh, you're an anti-Semite. Don't say that. Or if we you know ex- express our skepticism over these. The stories of Corbyn we're then seen as supporting Corbyn so therefore we're yeah. anti-Semitic you hate all Jewish people that's yeah you hate them all because <sighs> you said hey hold on stop saying those things and that makes you hate them all people are really stupid right let's finish up thank you to Chris Morrison for sending in this story to chat about just uh, as we finish up this week's episode let's talk uh, about sports involving Italian side Lazio um, who Apparently, according to an Italian newspaper... I mean, the segue here is from anti-Semitism to Italian football teams. ...have fallen for a £1.75 million scam. Well, I believe the email they got was, hey, hey, we're the football team that you bought this player from. Pay us, <laughs> pay us the rest of the money for him. And they went, oh, yeah, that's the football team that we bought the player from. Here's the rest of the money. And it wasn't. It's it's absolutely it's beyond me. So Lazio uh, were meant to pay the final installment of Stefan de Vrij's transfer from Feyenoord, a Dutch team. Yeah, and then essentially, yeah, they got an email that said, "Hey, you still owe us two million. It's obviously, someone who had a knowledge of of the yeah, the exact amount. Yeah, who who knew what was happening, emailed Lazio. Just emailed, just out of the blue, emailed emailed the football club and said, "Hey, you owe us the money. Here's my sort code and bank account details. <laughs> yeah, like, here's the deeds." And they they paid it. And Feyenoord have said, so Feyenoord have been like, no, we didn't send that email and you still owe us 1.75 million pounds. Surely there's a process where where you receive an email that says, hey, you owe us money and you go, all right. And you just don't read the rest. You go and, you go and check the facts and then you go and use the account that you used in the past. You know, you don't just go, oh, sure. <laughs> it's just, go. it reminds me of the, the time where Hamilton Academical, the Scottish team, did exactly the same thing. And I think it was just the tail end of last year. I'm pretty sure that they paid £700,000. a lot for a wee Scottish team. Absolutely. Basically, I almost put them out of business. Yeah. They paid £700,000 to essentially hackers or, or scammers, essentially, who were, who were just like, hey, you haven't paid all your tax yet. Click here and <laughs> fill out. And they did it. And just like that, 
£700,000 gone and almost put the club out of business. And the thing is, that'll be whoever's in charge of the IT stuff that did that. Whoever the email person is, whoever the technical imagine, email person. Imagine how you'd feel if you'd mistakenly sent £700,000 to the wrong person. No, yeah. And it turned out it was a scammer and you weren't even getting it back. We all fall for a scammer too in our time. Like you, you, give, you give 20p to the same guy who just needs 20p that he wanted 20 seconds ago. You know, he asked you four <laughs> times when you walk past the same street. And you're like, okay, I see what happened. You ever fallen for a scam? I don't think so. No, I don't think I have either. I think, I think it's because of my cold heartedness. I see people beg, asking for money and I go, you're a liar. The only one that I can think of is my flatmate, John, who is occasionally uh, lacking in common sense. I mean, aren't we all? But uh, one day he just came through very proud to the kitchen and said, Oh no. Yeah, HMRC emailed me and said they owed me 600 quid. Right. And I was like, I was like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, what, what, did you like fill out all your details? And he said, yeah, I just like filled out my car details. Yeah. My 16 digit number, my yep, sort of goal. That's what you need to get money paid in. I was like, John, John, that's a scam. And then I was like, bring your laptop through, clicked on the reply to the email. And it was like, yeah, the email address <laughs> is, I guess, 10 hundred letters. Queenie at HZG62.ka. I was like, John, come on. Like, Ah, uh, people are so yeah. People are just daft, James. Yeah. They're daft. Everyone that is listening, be careful with your with the email addresses that you receive emails from. Just go read right. them. When you get them from Apple, click on it. If it's not, it's a very very basic Apple email address. Don't reply. Don't do anything. Okay. I think it's time to to finish up, James. Anything anything more from you before we uh, we wrap up? Let's talk about how excited we are about the Commonwealth, James. Hey, the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, the Commonwealth Games starts uh, today on the Gold Coast. Team Scotland have set a target of 30 medals, which would be, if they get 30 plus medals, would be their best games ever. Yeah. Beating, or sorry, best away games ever, because they smashed that Away games, because we did a great at home. We did, yeah, we always, yeah we will, we'll never do that, that good again until we host in 2044 when there's only half the planet left. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this would this would be their their grand total. James, my question is: Do anybody does anybody really care about the Commonwealth Games? They seem kind of like the like the not the B team, but like maybe the C team of world sports. I think the people that care about the Commonwealth Games are all of the people who care about the individual sports enough to follow them. Okay, and maybe Patriots, maybe the Queen. I think the Queen has to care. She's technically the head, right? Well, yeah. I, I mean, she didn't go this year. Prince Charles was there this year as like the... Oh, and he read a letter from the Queen, yeah. He did, yeah. She was like, sorry. Mummy says, have fun, everyone. It's not about how many medals you get. It's about being under our rule in the past. It's like, sorry, the Queen couldn't come today. She was washing her hair. Well, she's probably just in hospital with the, the Duke, the old Duke. Uh, yeah, he's getting his hip replaced. Yeah. What a guy. He's old. Hope he's listening. Uh, hey, Duke. Okay, right, time to wrap up, James. I will see you next week. Yeah, uh, everyone let us know what your favourite com- Commonwealth event is in the coming week. I like the artistic gymnastics. I like the boxing because someone is already getting a medal no matter if they win or lose and they haven't even punched anyone yet. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay. Getting a bronze for free. Okay, right, enough. Uh, I'll see you. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad.